This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning. It's Thursday, April 21st. And uh, got to admit, I was just looking over the length of, um, I know, like two weeks ago, I promised to be concise and, and talk less and keep it to 20 minutes. Yesterday's podcast was 53 minutes. Thank you to everyone who listened to me ramble, but wow, that's a long time. Now, uh, to the first thing I want to point out is Netflix. I was wrong. I said $230 was going to be where I would take my, uh, my position. I did not take a position. Uh, it just tanked and it went all the way down to, I think $212. Uh, let's see what yesterday's trade range was. Um, yesterday's trade range was, <clears throat> yep. 212 to 248. Um, it closed at 226. Uh, my belief is we are going to touch the 212 again today. I think you get to below 200 before this thing shakes out. What I didn't know yesterday when I kind of said, hey, there's support here at $230, is that Bill Ackman would sell all of his 3.1 million shares. Uh, I think it was 3.1 million shares. Some crazy number. He took a $400 million loss. Um, this guy, I followed him in 2008 into Fannie Mae because he said, hey, it's... $13 stock. It's been knocked down to five. Um, we believe that the government shouldn't um, hold all the profits and we need to take this back. Started a shareholder lawsuit. I had gotten in, I think, um, you know, with dollar cost averaging, I actually wound up getting out with a positive. If you remember Fannie Mae back then, it was a 40, 50, 60% mover in a day. Um, and it was because of bailouts and stuff like that. I had followed him in there. Uh, he wound up losing his shirt on that one. There are several other ones where he wound up losing his shirt. The, the famous uh, fight with Carl Icahn on CNBC over Herbalife. Um, but essentially what he said was, <laughs> and this is kind of funny. Hey, uh, we learned over the years that if we're wrong, we've just got to get out. So his $400 million get out yesterday loss uh, to me says he doesn't think that this one's done going down. I, I think under $200, I, I think that's where I'm, I'm positioning myself. I'm not taking a stake in this one. They're going to lose two, uh, 2 million subscribers next quarter. Um, they, they don't think that an ad-based service is going to come anytime soon. Next year, maybe. Um, but again, there's two things that's going to save Netflix. It's password sharing crackdown and an ad based service. That's it. Um, the gaming option doesn't matter anymore. Uh, these guys have shown that, that they've got to get back to kind of, uh, the, the, the heyday of Netflix, uh, and it, it's core business is getting hurt right now. So, uh, password sharing would mean a hundred million new subscribers if they had the ad-based service. And by the way, advertisers would be chomping at the bit to get to this, uh, this base. Um, these are people who have disconnected, not necessarily in touch with 
um, large amounts of social media. Um, this would be a way to try and get that 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 group in advertising. So I think they could make top dollar. I think it's a huge, huge deal. And again, I do think that Nef Reed Hastings is a good CEO. I think they're a good business. Um, I do believe that they are the gold standards of streamers, but their prices have gotten a little out of control. I'm paying 15 bucks a month. I am one of those sharers. I share with my parents. Um, I have a house here. I go to New Jersey a lot. So we tend to share passwords. I pay 15 bucks for the two sign-ons. Uh, you know, they do have a one sign-on one for, I think, $10 a month. <clears throat> and I could absolutely go to that one, but it saves us money. And we're only saving five bucks because they could get their own. But again, the, the business is hurting. Um, the other big news, and I hope you did, but Tesla reported just crazy good earnings. Um, I wrote down, they beat their revenues by $1 billion in a quarter. A billion dollars. That, that wasn't just a slight <clears throat> beat. That's a huge $1 billion. They had 30% margin on their cars. Uh, that was basically due to an uh, increase in the Model S and X sales that they had. Those are higher margin cars. I think they're around 45% margin. <clears throat> um, by the way, Ford and, and GM have like an 8% margin. Just, just saying. Uh, legendary quarter. Um, and Elon addressed supply chain issues. They're still having them. He addressed inflation. He thinks inflation is going to go on a lot longer. Um, they are tied in to uh, contracts, so uh, inflation, their, their car prices are, are sped out. If you got in at, at under 1000 and yesterday it dipped to $9.75, um, I got in at $9.80, um, I'm still holding, I haven't sold, it's trading at $1,047, um, my, my guess is I'll probably sell at a 10% gain, 20% gain. Uh, ARC funds were on, uh, Tasha, who is one of their, uh, analysts said they have a $4,600 price target, um, within the next few years on this stock. I completely agree. In my mind, I think you're touching the 52 week high of 1243. Um, if you go up to, I think it's 1150, <clears throat> there's a, um, a support point. Uh, let me see if we are a buy in the algorithm. Um, but Again, this this just they, they killed it, and you can't, you know. Ironically, on the call, Twitter wasn't brought up once. Um, you are having a MACD cross up, not today, probably in the next couple of days. Similar to what happened, I think, on their last earnings call in January. Um, you had the, the January earnings, which was good, kind of sent the stock up. You didn't get a buy until February first, so four or five days later. So I, I think that's what you're looking at. You had a golden cross of the 50-day over the 200-day back on April 13th. Um, this chart looks good. I, I think you're going to 1,200. I think you could ride this one for a, um, a good move. Again, it's 7% up in the pre-market. Um, huge, huge earnings. Uh, what else happened? Pot legalized in New Jersey. Here's the thing you have to know about pot. I am not an investor in pot. I have never been an investor in pot. Uh, I do edibles, love edibles, do them when they're, they're legal. I go to Colorado, I go to Vegas, usually get a brownie, um, usually get something. Uh, I enjoy them. Uh, I have some tea uh, here at home that, uh, you know, could have been sent to me from out of state, but uh, I, I enjoy it. 
Uh, it's legal. The issue is margin. Uh, there is so much competition in this space that margin is a problem. The other problem is, and, and Colorado and Vegas will tell you, the illegal trade, because of the taxes on the legal portion, the illegal trade thrives. And so something that costs me in a dispensary $25 might cost 5 to 10 on the street. Just kind of the way of doing business. So uh, if you don't have to pay taxes and it's an illegal trade, you can sell it for cheaper and you usually undercut, undercut them. So um, that's, I won't even give you, you know, some of the, uh, the ETFs and stuff like that. Uh, again, I think you're in the first inning on this one. I don't think it makes sense to take a position in the first inning. I think you wait until the third or the fourth inning until it is federally uh, legalized. Um, these businesses can't take a lot of chances. Um, they, there's some restrictions on what they can do. Again, you can buy it in New Jersey, but you're not to transport it across state lines to Philadelphia, New York, Connecticut. You can't. So um, there's that one. Uh, Alcoa announced earnings, and they announced that they're having significant supply chain issues. Um, it was an interview that I saw this morning. Um, earnings were down because they can't supply the demand. He specifically, and by the way, Alcoa is a buy in our algorithm at $88.46. It's trading at $86, so it's down. Uh, but this one has been flying. I mean, I don't know that I'd necessarily get in on this one uh, at, at this price point. Um, let's see what their P.E. ratio is. Their P.E. ratio is 39. It's a high P.E. ratio for a commodity um, stock. Uh, their short interest is 4.89%, which is kind of big um, for this one. So uh, they do have a 0.46 dividend uh, yield, but I wouldn't expect uh, this one to, to be a big dividend supplier. But the CEO on his interview did specifically mention rail cars and shipments being a problem. And that's part of the supply chain. So DAC, we know Tom loves DAC and several others. I don't have them written down right here, but uh, in front of me. But DAC yesterday down to ninety dollars and twenty three cents. Um, let's see if it's a buy on the algorithm still. <clears throat> uh, DAC entry is ninety two dollars. So if you're getting at ninety ninety two, if you're getting at ninety, I mean you know again it's a good entry point if the algorithm's right. Uh, it's had quite a run. Uh, it looks like it's using the 200 day to kind of bounce off of the 200 days at 86. Maybe it goes down to that one. Um, I might wait a day just to see if this one kind of goes up. Um, GOGL, which is another one that I particularly have invested in um, and like their earnings are coming up. Um, let's see where they were yesterday. GOGL closed at 1346 yesterday. They are up in pre-market to almost $14. Um, GOGL is a buy on the algorithm at 1231. I did not get in. Uh, I should have gotten in at 13 on a couple days ago when it dipped down to that. Um, I did not. So um, Tom stocks are just so you're aware on uh uh, Tom Specs, TGH, GSL, DAC. So those are the ones I scrolled up in my notes. Um, 
one that I've noticed yesterday, and again, it was a down day yesterday, Snowflake. You are not in this one as far as the algorithm goes. I should have gotten out with my 14% gain uh, in the algorithm uh, on April 7th, but this one's dipping down. It's at 185. Um, let's see. This one, I need to add this to my owned. Um, Snowflake is trading up to 189. I think uh, in the pre-market, again, anything under 190 on this one, you ride it to 220. Uh, that's kind of been the, the, the portfolio. And if there's a gap here between 261 and 235 that has not been filled, it's only been filled up to 246, um, it's not filled. A again, this one is, is kind of clear to me uh, that with these pops on these days like today, uh, you can make a good amount of money on these on a down day. Just buy it. Uh, Snowflake is one that, that is huge. Uh, another car manufacturer, CarMax, announced earnings. They were disappointing. It was down up to 25% yesterday. I'm not even going to look at that one. Uh, used car business has had its run. Uh, Apple. Uh, Apple announced yesterday, or I should say um, the unions announced yesterday, that an Apple store here in Atlanta um, voted to for a union vote. My personal opinion is I'm not a big fan of unions, uh, especially. When the average pay of a, an Apple employee is uh, $20 an hour, they're looking for $28 an hour. Now, if you've ever been in an Apple store, they don't sell you. They don't work on commission. They don't work on anything. Uh, you know, I don't know what they're looking for. Um, you know, specifically, they were saying profit sharing and stock repurchase program. Okay. Uh, I can't imagine that that. Uh, Apple doesn't do something like that to their employees, allow it like a, a 5-10% discount if you do it on a quarterly basis and purchase stock. Seems like a reasonable request to me. Uh, could they have done that without a union? Probably. Uh, ironically, the store that asked for it is the store that I go to. Um, not to speak badly about everybody, they have been fantastic in that store. I l have enjoyed my time going into that store. The particular area that they're in and the mall that they're in is not very um, pleasant to go into. Uh, I've never, I've kind of felt a little in danger several times. It's right around the Brave Stadium. Um, I, I can't say that I've ever been threatened. I have been followed, uh, and I know I was followed. Um, so I just, again, I, I don't understand what the employees want. They said, uh, 80 out of the 100 employees um, chose to for a vote. So uh, as someone who has been in the union, I, I just, I don't get it. I, again, you can fight. I, I think there's good unions out there, but I think this is, do I think that their Apple's taking advantage of their retail employees? No. They closed their stores during pandemics. Um, they required masks. Um, you know. I, I just don't know what they're asking for. So Apple was not necessarily hurt by it. They're up in the pre-market um, to 169. Uh, again, my thing is you are out as far as the algorithm goes. It probably will get you back in. I, I think 170, anything under 170, if you don't have a position in this one, you can start a position. It's got a golden cross going on here as of April 19th. Um, with 50 days moving up above the 200 day, the RSI is only at 45. Um, the volume hasn't been great. Their earnings are coming out on April 28th. 
I wouldn't expect any blowout kind of earnings. It's not a quarter that you are going to have a blowout. Um, they announced a couple of new products. They have had some supply chain issues. Um, China has been shut down, so there might be some delivery problems. Um, their margins, their, their costs might have gone up. Who knows? But again, I think 170, anything under 170 in my book is probably a buy on this one. Uh, let's take a look. Dow Chemical reported they are up in pre-market. Um, one of the things that one of the analysts brought up, ESSIX. Um, let me just look at what it's called. <clears throat> I don't even have a symbol for that one. Um, but it was a fund that, uh, yeah, there we go. ESIX. It's a small cap fund. Um, eh. Don't even worry about it. Okay, maybe I wrote it down wrong. But Dow Chemical reported, um, if you look at their stock, they are up in the pre-market. Um, it is a buy in the algorithm at 63. It is well above 63. It's at 67, I believe. This one may be closer to 70 in the pre-market. Um, because of their earnings, they're at $69. So they popped a couple of bucks. Um, chemical company commodity it's a good one union pacific unp uh, which was brought up again with the alcoa uh, bringing up railroads unp is up a couple of bucks um this is one that i i believe this is the one of the railroads that buffett owns um it has been down in the again with the shippers kind of in play um their earnings came out let's see did it come out pre-market um Earnings reported, uh, yeah, it came out in the pre-market, but it's not on my screen. Um, they are up slightly, $2, so it's, what, 1%. Um, the, the algorithm has you buying in at two, 246.47. So if you can get this one down from 247 to maybe 247 today, uh, if it trades down a little bit, Again, the RSI is at 46, so it's not crazy to think that this one pops back up to 270. You could get 10% out of this one in the next few weeks. Um, again, with shippers kind of in the mix here. Uh, Target, there were there was a big options play yesterday of the May 26th $260 calls. Um, they paid $5 for the calls. I was watching the Nigerian brothers. But Target, you guys know, I've been a big fan of. Um, I said if you can get in this one at the 227 level, which was the uh, April 7th purchase price on the algorithm, it's at 249 today. I think this one's running back up to its 52-week high of 268. Um, their earnings are coming up on May 17th. And that's what this options play was about. Uh, again, 249 to 260 is not a huge move in a month. Uh, I, I think if you can get this one anywhere in the neighborhood of $250, I think you take it. Today it's um, at $251. Uh, I, I'm a holder of this one. Uh, let's particularly see where I'm at on this one. Um, I have been a holder for a while. I think I bought it in two, 2020. Um, Target, uh, I bought at... 114. So I've got a 117% gain on this one. Um, 
great, great stock. Uh, their PE is 17. Walmart PE, just to give you an idea, 32. Target's got a lot more room to grow. Um, depends on where you do your shopping. Uh, brought up Snowflake, brought up Tesla, Facebook, almost under 200 again. Let's see if, if we're buying the algorithm. I think when I looked this morning, it wasn't. Um, you exited on April 12th um, at $222. Uh, you are not a buy in this one. The RSI is at 30. Um, this is crazy. Still going down. Again, my thing is you may touch the, the 180 point, which you did back in March. Um, there's clear support there. Uh, the 50 day is starting to move up. The nine, the 10 are moving down. Um, their earnings are coming up. Uh, this is a, again, a value stock at 14, uh, PE. Um, their earnings date is coming up on the 27th. So next week, do you think they've turned it around? Uh, anything under 200 to me, I, I think that this is one that could surprise. Um, but again, I don't use Facebook. So is this another Netflix where their um, average monthly users, AMUs, uh, or average daily users, ADU, um, is that down? And does that make the streak go, ooh? Uh, in the same respect, you've got one that I'm fairly certain is going to surprise today. Um, it is, uh, after the bell, Snap. Uh, this is one that yesterday traded down. You would not be in this one. The, uh, the MACD has not crossed up. Uh, this one's trading up a dollar, thirty-one twenty. Um, it it just sank yesterday. Just to be honest, it it touched that thirty dollars and seventy cents and went to thirty-three eight eighteen. I'm sorry, it opened at thirty-three eighteen and just sank. Again, you know, this was a valuation thing. So when the multiples of Netflix kind of came crashing down, so did the multiples of, of all of the other stocks. And Snap isn't making money. So um, let's see their earnings per share, 33 cent loss on the last one. Uh, two that I think crashed yesterday. And I think if you don't have positions in, you could actually get a CrowdStrike. Uh, CRWD, I own this one. Uh, this one's up slightly in the pre-market to 225. Um, it tanked yesterday from 232 down to 217. Um, let's look at the algorithm to see if we are in this one or not. Uh, I am in. I am a long-term holder. The algorithm has you in at 238. So 222, great. I think it's going to turn around. Uh, and the reason it has you in at 238 and it hasn't gotten you out is because, remember, there's some moving averages in here. And so the moving averages are, have remained high. It's obviously using the 50-day as support on my four-hour chart. There is a gap here between 177 and 170. I do not see that, that being touched again, um, that gap up. Uh, I, I see us uh, trading right off the 50-day, the, the which is at 220. Um, and I think that's where you're going to touch. You could touch it today. It could do, you know, again, it's opening up at 225. I think today's going to be an update though. Um, you know, again, the, the, everything on my, uh, my screen is green. 
uh, except for Pfizer. Pfizer, QCLN, which is probably just not open yet. Twitter is down. Um, Twitter, the saga. Twitter is down because Elon, during his entire call, didn't mention Twitter yesterday. Um, but CrowdStrike and PANW, Palo Alto. Um, let's see if Palo Alto is a buy. Uh, you would still be in this one from 561, and that was on March 17th. So this one hasn't gotten you out at all. Um, it's been using the 9 and the 21 day uh, as, as its, its support levels. Um, they report on May 19th, so the, the, the earnings date is still way out for them. Uh, it's a good one. Again, cybersecurity with the Russians kind of, you know, having all of that cybersecurity power. Um, one that I, I, I like, um, but weekly stock picks has told me doesn't do well around earnings and, and I'm kind of conflicted on it. Um, they're reporting today after the bell, Cleveland cliffs, CLF. And in my mind, I think if you get this under 30 today, it didn't touch under 30, but today it might. <clears throat> You've got a, a $30 uh, bid. I think if you get under 30, you could see a, a, a big one in this one. Um, weekly stock picks told me yesterday, let me see in my messages. <clears throat> I think it does not do good around trading, um, around earnings. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, so on earnings day, it trades down seven of the last 12 quarters for an average daily return of one minus 1.4%. Not great. So this one might be one again, that if it dips under 30, I might take the chance on the algorithm. You are not in it. It got you out on April 12th with a 46% gain. I only had 20% of that. Uh, because I got out early. I thought on May, March 7th that, oh, I'm just going to sell it at 20, 25, take my 20% and move. Um, I did not do well. So um, the volume is down. The MACD is crossing, you know, still going on the downward. The RSI is at 46. Maybe wait a day or two after the earnings. But if earnings surprise, this one, don't be surprised if this one goes back to its 52-week high of $34, which was April 1st. Um, again, the, the two that I think the, looking at today's earnings, Cleveland Cliffs and Snap are the two that I, I particularly like. Um, Nutria and Archer Daniels, NTR. Um, this has been one that just, you know, again, there was an analyst on this morning saying, NTR, how can you not buy it? Um, their earnings date is the 2nd of uh, May. Let's see if you're a buy. I think you are still a buy on this one. Um, yeah, God, this is crazy. So uh, you are a buy at 106. Ironically, you had a 39% gain on the previous buy where you went from 72 all the way up to 103. But you are a buy at 106. Um, it's using the 21-day as its support level. Um, and again, you have May 2nd as the earnings date. You have a, a clear MACD cross up here. The RSI is at 61, so it's not crazy. The, uh, the volume is declining on this one. There is a volume shelf way below, so there's not a lot of people um, perching this one. ADM Archer Daniels, on the other hand, um, 
you had a buy way back on February 28th at 77. You're all the way up at 98. The RSI is at 68, getting close to that 70 mark where I don't even touch it. Their earnings is coming up next week, 25th. So uh, Mosaic yesterday had a slight pullback, and usually on slight pullbacks, we don't get a sell. We did not get a sell yesterday. Um, The buy-in is February 1st. Um, and Tom wrote to me too. Let me look at my notifications because he wrote to me all of the um, uh, energy VET um, is what he said. Uh, Carlisle Group he believes in uh, LAC, which is lithium. Uh, he believes in this one. Um, uh, let me see ET and VET uh, GTE. He, he recommends, uh, I was specifically looking for, ah, I'll find it. Um, I'll find some of these, but, but there are some, uh, energy. Yeah. I get, I, again, I didn't prepare well for this con this podcast and that's clear, but I want to kind of shorten this up. Uh, Boeing is approaching 190. Uh, I wanted to look at this one in the algorithm because this one did take a turn up. We had a buy here at 182 um, on April 14th. Their earnings are coming up on April 26th. Boeing is one that I typically have stayed away from um, just because it's been, they've had so many problems uh, with the max, things of that sort. It is getting a boost in the pre-market. It is all the way up. Um, 187. Uh, again, my thing is, I think this one on, on, on decent, again, with air travel being up, these guys are going to make money with all the airlines increasing their, their flights, um, you know, getting back into production, Boeing's going to be up. So I think you could see 200 on, on guidance on this one. Um, there's no dividend. They, they lost $7.00. 15 cents per share on the last earnings call. The 10-day volume average is 6 million shares. The 90-day volume is 9 million shares. So obviously, this is not a favorite, uh, even though Jim Cramer absolutely loves this one. Um, yeah. The, the other thing you, know, you see, it came out this morning um, at 9.20 or yesterday. Uh, the damaged black boxes in the China crash They just have no clue why that one dropped out of the air and went straight down. So, you know, who who knows? Um, 787 deliveries to restart in second half of 2022. So, uh, it's good news on the stock. Their earnings are coming up. You could play this one. I, I, again, I, I think anything under 190 on this one, I think you get to 195. Um, it, it's not one of these high movers that's going to go crazy, but two years from now, when you're at 300, 250 to $300 per share, are you upset that you bought this one at 187? I don't think so. Um, you know, you, you've made a good, a, a good investment there. Um, they will bring the dividend back at some point. Um, I don't particularly have this one. Uh, I watched the Netflix documentary on Boeing kind of a little ethically uh, un- under this one. Um, so, eh, your choice. Amazon, 
announced that their prime delivery service is going to be opened up to other stores and other retailers. So essentially, um, you will have a UPS and FedEx and Amazon Prime Air or Prime Delivery will be their competitor. With that announcement, UPS is up to 191. Uh, let's see if UPS is a buy in the algorithm. Again, this one has been beaten up. It's 52 week high is 233. Uh, you do have a buy in UPS from a couple of days ago. And I think I had mentioned this one, 186. It's trading at 191 today. Um, so I, I, you know, 5% move, 5% higher than the algorithm. Uh, the RSI is trending a little bit down. It's at 38, so it's still a little bit oversold. Um, the MACD is moving up. Their earnings are coming up on the 25th. I don't think it's a bad move. FedEx, on the other hand, uh, which trades at a significantly lower PE ratio. Um, FedEx, Trendspider still thingy, enter in at 207, which was on April 14th last week. 207.05, you're at 209.23. Uh, UPS, just so you know, has a PE ratio of 12.95, and FedEx is 11.53. So FedEx probably has a little more room up. They're trading up to 211.80. Um, you know, again, they're going to they're going through some restructuring issues. They haven't been able to charge what. UPS has been able to charge, but both of them have just been killed. The 50 days are moving down. The 200 days are moving down. Um, I, I think you get back into this one thinking that the earnings are going to, actually FedEx just announced their earnings. Um, they were back on March 17th and they, they beat uh, earnings su surprise. They went from trading at about 213 and rode that one all the way up to 240. Uh, and then the, just the legs came out of it, went down to 200, uh, bounced right off of 198. So um, I do think that these are good opportunities to get in there. Uh, oils are always a great opportunity to get in. There was a report on CNBC this morning that jet fuel is in short supply and they are shipping it from Boston down to Philadelphia. Uh, UCO closed at 164. It's going to open up at 167. It traded yesterday between 159 and 167. So, um, yeah, you've got that. Um, let's look at my notes. Tesla Beats, Rio, Rio Tinto is an interesting one. Um, this one came up um, because of unusual options activity. That was one of the things that John Nigerian uh, wrote. Um, there were May 8250 calls that were bought at a significantly high volume. This one is filled with gaps. Um, let me look at Finviz to see what Rio Tinto is. I believe they're a miner. Um, let's see. They're industrial. Uh, yeah, mining, processing materials, blah, 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 the whole thing. Um, their most recent... Uh, Berenberg reduced them from a buy to a hold um, April 21st. Uh, March 25th, UBS said moved them from a sell to a neutral. Um, their PE ratio is six, so it's not a huge PE ratio. They are, um, let's look at their range, 52-week range. 
Their 52 week high is 93. Their 52 week week low is 59. Um, right now it's trading down at 75, uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, oh, BHP Group on Thursday fell short of estimates for iron ore production for the March quarter as a pandemic-related labor crunch weighed on the miners' efforts to boost production in the mineral-rich Piberia region of Western Australia. Hmm, interesting. And Rio call volume above normal directionally. Yeah, bullish optional call detected in Rio with 11,000 calls, 12 times the expected implied volume increasing over one point. Um. Yeah, so I do think Rio uh, might have an opportunity. These are all reports from yesterday. Today, the stock went, uh, it closed at 78. It's opening at 75. Uh, let's look at the, um, are you in? No, you've got a significant move down and you don't have a buy. You are still, oh, I'm sorry. You are still at a buy. You will have a sell rating today on the candle on Rio Tinto. Um their earnings are coming out. Their earnings date. They don't have an announced earnings date. Um, hmm, interesting. Uh, but in May, this is an 82 call. It's 73 today. Options activity might have been wrong. It's moving significantly down. Um, let's see if Cleveland Cliffs, speaking of iron ore, that came out yesterday. Uh, oh, by the way, CF Industries, um, a, uh, this is an agro. Uh, one, their earnings date is coming up on the 4th of May. And I'm looking at the algorithm right now to see if it's buy. It's You're still a buy. But Cleveland Cliffs, CLF, <clears throat> ahead. Um, let's look. Sorry to go on. Active Trader Pro is just a little slow today. Um, 10-day volume in, in CLF. 14 million versus 90 day volume, 21 million. Uh, this one's going to open up right about 30. Again, I was just looking at that one with Rio Tintos. I'd stay away from Rio Tinto, honestly, looking at it. I think with the options play, target is your best bet. So those are my notes. Sorry to go on for so long, especially the last 10 minutes or so. Um, but my plays today, Snap, Cleveland Cliffs, uh, CrowdStrike, Pen W, Facebook under 200. If you can get Snowflake under 190, buy it. Uh, I think those are, those are my options. Um, Apple before earnings. I think even though the, um, the, the, the union thing is coming up, it's ridiculous in my, point, in my opinion. I think they may unionize over there, but you know, it, it, what does the union get you? Not much. You're going to pay more out in union dues than you actually benefit from it. Uh, you're going to have less contact with management. Uh, there's going to be a wall there where you can't go to management. Uh, your um, uh, forward progress within the company is going to be halted. Again, because managers can't come in and talk to you without union representation. Uh, I don't know what, what, the, what the charges are that they're being unfairly mistreated, but they seem to get a good wage. Uh, there is never a, a hell of a lot going on in that store. Uh, yes, it's crowded. Yes, people kind of get upset at you when you tell them that you have to do stuff, but everybody seemed to be happy, which is crazy to me. So uh, Apple, are they a buy on the algorithm? Let me look. Um, 
should look at Amazon too, since their earnings are coming up. Apple will probably cross up today. Uh, April 28th is their earnings. I think it buy it into earnings. At least I would if I didn't own a ton of it. Ooh, Amazon yesterday morning. Uh, buy 31.52. It's trading at 3,000. Um, let's see if they in the pre-market. Amazon is 3,100. So it's trading up. Again, I think Amazon with their earnings coming up on April 28th. These guys are going to kill it. You had Omicron during this quarter. Um, you had, you know, supply chain issues that softened. You had hiring going on. Um, there's a gap down here between twenty seven ninety nine and twenty eight nineteen. I don't think that one's of any importance per se. Uh, it was filled on the way up. Uh, partially, it just didn't fill on the way down. So again, Amazon kill it. Let me look at uh, what's moving in pre-market in my portfolio. Um, just to give you guys more ideas. ARCs are moving up. CRM up 1%. DraftKings up 2%. 15, I wouldn't touch that one. Ethereum up 2%. Bitcoin, I said yesterday, I believe that's a buy. GOOGL, we did find out and I tweeted it out yesterday. GOOG actually trades 1% better than GOOGL. So if you're trading Google, um, I think you bought, you probably trade the G-O-O-G. Um, that's year-to-date. It's 1% better. And the reason is, uh, Max brought that up, uh, when Google buys back their stocks, they're buying back the G-O-O-G, not the G-O-O-G-L. I did sell my J.B. Hunt at 176, um, 175, somewhere in that neighborhood. It traded down yesterday at 172, so I got out with a my $10,000 investment made me like $200. Wasn't a very good return. Wasn't a great uh, opportunity. Probably should have uh, tried one of the other shippers. Um, Pandumbu's up 1%. Palantir's up 1%. QCLN. Shop is up 2%. Shop has just been an utter disappointment. Uh, my apologies to anybody that followed that trade based on the seasonality stuff that I told you about, but crazy. Teradyne's up 3%. Tesla's up 10%. Um, again, Tesla, if you got in under 1,000, great. If you don't, wait a couple of days. It'll go under 1,000. Um, XLY is up 2% for consumer discretionary. Um, Energy's up. Teradyne is up. Um, AMD is up. Um, let's look at uh, Qualcomm, which we said anything under um, 140 was going to be a buy. It's at trading at 140.33. The algorithm has you buying in at 141. So if you can get in this one and you believe in chips, their earnings are coming up on April 27th. Some of the chip manufacturers last night reported applied materials um, reported last night and they did not do great, I don't think. Um, no, it wasn't applied materials. There was a chip manufacturer that reported last night, didn't do good. Um, but Applied Materials has their uh, earnings on May 19th. Uh, applied Materials, ironically, is a buy at 116. Just so you know, 116 is, is where you want to buy that one. Uh, it's trading at 117 today. So uh, I'm going to stop rambling because I think the last 10 minutes were just rambling. But uh, enjoy your day. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, again, snap, watch Snap for earnings. Watch Cleveland Cliffs. Uh, watch my Twitter if I take any of those trades. Take care, have fun, enjoy.